Lord, we thank you for the gift of your word, and as we think on these things, open our hearts and our minds to hear you. Amen. Amen. Good morning, friends. Now, only because I told you that all the reindeer were a female a couple of weeks ago, if you'll remember, I have to start with this. I just have to. Do you know what would have happened if the three wise men would have been three wise women? Do you know? They would have asked for directions, arrived on time, helped deliver the baby, cleared the stable, cleaned it out, made a casserole, and brought practical gifts. (laughs) So today is a fun day in our church year. A day we blend together Christmas tide and the beginning of Epiphany. A wonderful day where we celebrate the arrival of the Magi and the arrival of the new year. I'm thankful for one more Sunday to celebrate Christmas since my Christmas was spent in isolation, quarantined and not able to get out. I want to take a second just to say thank you so much for your prayers. They were felt and they were answered, and I'm so grateful for all of you. So for the last several years, I've tried to make it a habit to take some time to look back and reflect on the year past. I get out my journal and my calendar, because for Pete's sake, I can hardly remember yesterday, and I go month by month and write down the significant events that happened each month. So on Friday morning, I got out my, I got my coffee and went out on the back porch, listened to the birds chirp, and started to look back. I remembered thinking back in January how happy I was to see 2020 go. I was so happy that 2020 was in the rearview mirror. The pandemic, the racial unrest, our political world, and doing school online made 2020 a really difficult year. I thought to myself, 2021 could not be any worse. And then 2021 rolled in. It started out pretty normal with me taking my ordination exams, actually right here on this All Saints campus, and looking forward to my future as a priest. My family was looking forward to moving back to Jacksonville, being closer to family and friends, and me living into the call that God had placed on my life. As I turned the pages of the calendar, the further and further I sank into the year, the more I noticed something. I noticed how the year was full of stark contrasts. Joy contrasted with grief. Celebration of new and exciting things were contrasted with the loss of life and death. And more than once, those contrasts happened to me on the same day or the same week. For example, we had a wedding celebration for my daughter and her new husband, Jake. They eloped in July. And at a friend's lake house, we went down to play on the lake and eat and enjoy family and friends. It was a day to celebrate their new life together. But... On that same very morning, we got a phone call 
that my sister-in-law had died of COVID. Our hearts held together grief and joy on that very same day. And then in October, I experienced some of the heaviest grief and the greatest joy I have ever known. On Wednesday, October 20th, we laid my sweet daddy to rest. We celebrated the hope of his resurrection and wept at his graveside as they played taps. That day was certainly one of the saddest and hardest days of my life. And then the very next day, October 21st, God made me a priest right here with many of you present. It was one of the best days of my life. From one day to the next, I experienced great grief and great joy, wonderful delight and huge heartache. I'm sure if you look back on your year, you may find some sort of the same contrasts, light and dark, goodness and sadness, grief and joy. It's all there, woven through the fabric of our life. Life is all about contrasts. We all experience them. It's just the way it is. And as I read and mulled over the gospel for today, I noticed, I noticed something that I had never seen before. In the midst of the Magi following a star and bringing gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh to toddler Jesus, there they were, all those contrasts, wonderful, glorious, that tell us something about God. I thought to myself, this is so incredible. God has taken these words that I have heard and read for many, many years and has illuminated something new in his living word. So come with me with our Magi friends as we dig in and see the amazing thing that God is doing in Matthew 2 today. At the very beginning of Jesus' life, we can see that two contrasting camps are formed. Immediately, one camp is full of praise, wonder, and welcome, and the other camp is full of hatred and opposition. When we look at the life of King Herod and the Magi, we see an interesting and beautiful contrast of light and dark. The Magi, a mysterious bunch of Gentiles, teach us what Christmas and Epiphany is all about. Wholeheartedly searching for Christ, worshiping him with adoration and overwhelming joy. Somehow they knew that they were about to encounter the living God. But on the other hand, Herod embodies our world, not only the world that they lived in, but the world that we live in today. Our world says one thing, but means another. Our world is power hungry, often responding out of fear and hatred. We have seen this, how, we have seen how this works. And all, of, all you ever have to do is turn on the news or Facebook or Instagram or anything social media. Like the people of Herod's day 
recent generations have also experienced and suffered the consequences of what happens when lust for power takes over. Look at Hitler's Germany, Stalin's Russia, Sodom's Iraq. Herod tells them one thing. He says, y'all magi, you go find that child so that I can pay him homage. But what he really meant was go find that child so I can get rid of him. When the Magi find Jesus and his mama, they were overwhelmed with joy and they paid homage to the true king of the Jews. Whereas that self-serving, angry Herod claimed to be the king of the Jews. The Magi brought him gifts and Herod brought repression. Herod was afraid of Jesus and responded with violence. The Magi were captivated by Jesus and they responded with worship. This leads us to see how Matthew also contrasts the two kings, King Herod and King Jesus. Herod was inaugurated in Rome, an alien power. His kingship is based on self-centeredness, aggression, cruelty, seeking to take the lives of others. And interestingly enough, his heritage was not even from the Davidic line, which made him an illegitimate king. He was 33 when he was inaugurated as king. But on the other hand, Jesus the king of kings, had a heritage that did come from the Davidic line, and his kingdom was originated in love, humility, self-sacrifice, not taking the lives of others. And at the age of 33, he gave his own life to save the world. Jesus could have come as a conquering king who raised an army and defeated every kingdom on earth. Instead, he came as a helpless baby born to a poor couple. He could have cozied up to the religious leaders of his day and been the most popular teacher in the temple. Instead, he hung out with sinners and tax collectors and stayed in constant trouble with the religious elites. He could have called down a host of angels to eliminate every Herod in his path. Instead, he chose to die a desperately painful and humiliating death to save everyone, to save you and to save me, even those who hated him from the power of death. We can't leave the text without looking at the star in the east that shined for the Magi to find their way to the king. Do you see the contrast of that bright star shining down in the darkness? The Magi were seeking a king, a king that was not just for the Jews alone, but, but the king of kings, a light to all the nations. How wonderful the sign that pointed the Magi to Jesus would be a star, something that could be seen by every nation and from any nation. 
When the Magi saw it, they were willing to leave their own country behind. I'm guessing that they took a big old risk to follow that star. And it was a risk that was worth every step. And then once they greeted the newborn king, they dropped off their gifts and they went back to their own country. And you know what? They went home by another road. Do you see it? Do you see it? Once they encountered Jesus, they were changed. They would remain citizens of their country, but now they had become citizens of God's kingdom. They left a different way than when they had arrived. They encountered the living God and it changed them. This is exactly what happens when we encounter Jesus, the living God. And although the Magi brought him gifts, Jesus doesn't require us to bring him anything. Even in the midst of our life of contrasts, when we encounter Christ, we too go home another way, changed forever. And on this day, you can encounter Christ right here on this very altar. God doesn't require a gift of you. But if you want to bring him something, bring him your broken heart, your selfishness, your anger, your bitterness, your grief. Come and seek Jesus. You will find him here in his most precious body and blood. And the the words that we say and the prayers that we give. You can encounter Christ today and like the Magi, go home another way. Amen.